You know, something that I noticed the other day when I was editing one of the other episodes was yep. that uh, <laughs> I think it was in the intro. You said Galatius Gamers. Is like, that not what? the right? Is it not no, dude. The, the word is garrulous. I was like, garrulous. what the fuck is a Galatius? What's Galatius mean? <laughs> like Iceberg Gamers? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. Uh, saving polar bears and shit, I guess. I don't fucking garrulous, know, man. Garrulous gamers. All right. Yeah, Galatius. <laughs> I might give that one to Google later. I'm wondering. Might have I to wonder cut if that, that is. Something. It's not too late. Cut that. Cut that. Editor, cut that. <laughs> cut that. Got it. So, today. We're back. We got back. Back like that rash. Back like the low drippy drip you got after you met the girl behind the dumpster. Yeah. Yeah, cut that, cut that, cut that. It'll be all right. Anyway, we got the hot, 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 hot takes, otherwise known as shit to piss people off and further divide the fan base, which is exactly what I want to do constantly. We, we seem to have a, a theme of doing that episode after episode. Yeah, yeah, it's like uh, dividing by two indefinitely. Eventually, you know, we're just going to get down to just me replaying it to make sure that the upload isn't (laughs) fucked up. And You'll be the one listener. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But hey, I'll also download it, so that counts, right? Yeah, counts for something. (laughs) Hot takes. So, speaking of hot takes, I don't don't know, man, I could... Got some brave, stunning, controversial opinions. I don't know which one to lead with, to be honest with you. Can we lead with the hottest, or should we get up to the hottest? What do you think the hottest hot take is? Oh, God. Well, the thing is, it's like, I have developed opinions about all of this, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, if I were to just give you a headline, you'd be like, this is dog shit, this is biased and pandering, (laughs) Uh, this is clearly xenophobic and incorrect, Right. And you could still feel that way after I've explained myself, but it's a little bit more than just saying things just to get the people going and riled up, you know? Isn't that a Kanye song? Uh, damn, I can't remember what that's from. Uh, it's a Kanye It's, it's, a it's Kanye provocative. Song. It gets the people going. Yeah, yeah. It's Kanye. That might be from uh, when there were gentlemen in Paris. Ah, the gentlemen in Paris. Yeah, Correct. Yeah. Sounds about right. So, if, I mean, I don't really know how to ease into it. You know, we just, huh? Eh, why ease into I got, it? I got you. We can just talk about right now what's a hot topic right now. Overwatch 2 sucks. All right. That um, is the greatest idea you have ever had. The Overwatch 2 is Overwatch 1, but worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I. I agree with you. I see the potential for it because my brain goes to, well, to give some context, we're a week or two into the beta, right? Don't know exactly when this is going to come out, probably a little bit after the close of the beta, right? But we're a couple of weeks into it. And on one hand, we're both very experienced, knowledgeable Overwatch players that understand 
at least in Overwatch 1, the way the maps should be played, the counters, keeping track of ultimates and things like that. All that stuff that we could just call game sense, right? And having an understanding of the moving pieces on the board and what's a threat, things like that. Almost none of that transfers to Overwatch 2, seemingly what-so-fucking-ever. Uh, so on one hand, it sucks, and it hurts, and oh, it, every experience. day I question why I'm logging on to that game. I would rather just go put a fucking rusty nail through my foot with a jewelry hammer for 16 I mean, consecutive it hours. It feels like we're playing with brand new players. And I'm not sure how brand new players are getting access to the beta, but it feels like we're playing with people who never played Overwatch 1 or have less than like five hours in the game. It uh, makes and- me think of like, you know, back in the Overwatch 1 beta days, you know, it's like if you watch elite players or the people who went on to become professionals playing in the beta, they're playing it like shit, which makes sense because it's like it's a whole new thing. And part of me says that this might be a similar thing, right? I don't know. I think some. I think Overwatch 1 experiences or experience translates, it should translate extremely well. It's, it is Overwatch 1 with one less person in the game, new maps, and a new character. That's but it. the healing works completely differently. The damage works decently differently. Like, you know, the role that one tank plays is very different. Oh, and don't get me, us going on Arisa. <laughs> the big thing for me is definitely the healing, right? Like, having a mercy on somebody, tank, squishy, doesn't matter, and just trying to consistently heal through damage, it's not going to happen. Back in the on Overwatch 1, you know, your real threats at that point are, one, the person you're healing is so low that it's almost impossible to save them from any amount of damage, or two, someone can do enough burst damage to kill them anyway, like a Hanzo headshot, a Widow headshot, a McCree fan the hammer, Flash fan the hammer, you know, those really high damage output combos. But aside from that, if you stay on that person, and they're not just AFK letting all of that happen to them, they're going to get healed up. Mm-hmm. That's not the case anymore, right? Well, like, my biggest gripe with Overwatch isn't even the gameplay or how it plays out. Like that's a learning curve. You can just learn these how to play this that type of game mode with the differences. My biggest gripe is how long we waited to get this little bit of a change. Like the beta is very, it's not a lot different than Overwatch. One, in my opinion, the amount of time that it took to produce this for us to play, it, it, it doesn't make any sense. Like I said, it, it's Overwatch 1 with a few tweaks. Yeah, they could bring that patch live to Overwatch 1 right now if they wanted to. I'm certain of it. That why even have the beta when that's all you're putting out there? I agree. It's definitely not a whole lot of change, but at the same time, the change feels significant. because, And, you know, there's there's a certain amount of... It's not confirmation bias, but, you know, it's kind of like how... You know, in a auto shop or something, you know, you would rather have a young, dumb kid who doesn't know shit so that you can teach him to do it exactly how you want it done. Opposed to somebody who's 10 years into their career that thinks they know what they're doing. They're hot shit. Well, I do it this way. This is what's supposed to happen. Blah, blah, blah. You and me are the guys who know what to do or at least think we do. Right. And are kind of stuck in our ways in that. And, you know, for me, the question is, 
it, where does that line drawn, you know? How much damage and suffering are we experiencing because we're trying to do things that Old don't fit that tricks. puzzle anymore? <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. God knows I feel it on Doomfist every time. Like, I misjudge <laughs> the amount of shields I'm going to get from Eating hitting my abilities. Map, even though you can cancel it. Dude, I'm too dynamic. I'm too fast and ferocious to be canceling shit. I don't have time for it. It's not even that I E off the map. It's that I still don't remember that when I press shift. Can we just I insert your it? montage of you Eing off the map? Oh, the God. Version of this. Fuck. Yeah, I have one. <laughs> it's I think I have my uppercut because I'm so used to deliberately yeah. going off the map just to get him with the gotcha bitch and uppercut back you know but now i can't i just put my arm in front of me like some sort of dumb fucking statue and fall to my death you know like it's not all bad you know like yeah, but a couple good games we had high expectations you know and uh it's it's a little yeah. different but it's really not at the same time the balance is just way different and for me speaking as someone who predominantly plays main tank and main healer uh main tank feels worse main healer feels worse so <laughs> that's worse too, unless you're really yeah i mean if this. if you've been if you've spent the last two years playing hit scan dps you're probably having a great time because there's just no cc no shields you're yeah, just Overwatch. hanging out, shooting shit in the head. But I definitely uh, agree with that hot take. I have uh, another one that I think you'll maybe agree with. And uh, I was thinking about it. it. And for as someone who hates as many games and genres as I do, <laughs> well, to be fair, I'm an open-minded person, but I'm pretty critical of everything, you know. But I don't think we really hate games as much as we hate their communities. And the people oh. who stream those games. Are we still talking about Overwatch? Uh, sure. Can be. <laughs> we know the Overwatch community. Yeah, yeah. The Overwatch community is softer than a bag of feathers. Catfish Bradley's got a video of making someone cry because they didn't heal him. That air sure that up. Was a, I'm pretty sure that was a chick. Yeah, well, I mean, was it wrong? No. Like, hey, all. heal me. He's like, um, excuse me. Like, <laughs> no, I don't care. Quit telling me about your life. I pressed X. You're the healer. I'm beside <laughs> you. I need help. Heal me. Like, that's that's all it is. But it always turns into something else. You know. Well, let but, me hear your hot take. What do you got for us? The community. What bad community we got? Lots of them, man. Like, there Fortnite is isn't a bad game. It's that it's it was massively successful and popular with the most annoying group of people on the face of the planet. And that's young gamers. People with no social skills that are super loud, aggressive shit talkers, squealy. And, you know, it's it, it just became a nuisance. Forknife dancing everywhere. Doesn't even make any sense. But is that not just know? a sign of the times where we knock that person at one point in Modern Warfare 2 lobbies, whatever it may be, where we knock those squeakers, those annoying, obnoxious children playing video games, talking mad shit, where they're not adults playing Call of Duty lobbies with us who thought the same thing? Well, that's the point. 
It was like we were children contending with adults, stepping into the adult arena and dealing with adult consequences. With Fortnite, it's so prolifically interesting to children that uh, it really became its whole thing. It's like the kids took over. Do you know anybody oh, yeah. that continued playing Fortnite? No. After we, like we season three or something? Wrong. We played it really early and then PUBG came out and we stopped playing Fortnite. Yeah. We, and we played it when building was, uh, you build them one by one. It was a, a wall with a ramp up on it and that was it. That was the building. Yeah, now, when now what's his face is it? On, yeah. Is it TSM Myth? He was like the best and fastest builder early yeah, on. Yeah, and if you go and look at any of those clips, it's like, dude, there are six year olds that build faster yeah, and more effectively. <laughs> yeah, it was absolutely absurd. But you know that you could say the same about a lot of different games. You know, like any of the faddish games. That's a thing. More so probably on the streamers and content creators. Among Us, right? Yeah, Among Us. I don't hate Among Us. I do hate the community that made the memes and whatnot. You know, it's kind of kind of dog shit. Not going to lie. I think the same people who are playing Fortnite are playing Among Us and making those memes. I think they're the same people. Yeah, 100%. But overall, it's like when you think of a game you hate, ask yourself, did this game and the people who worked on it for years drop the ball? Or did it just so happen to get hijacked by children or transvestites or whatever subgenre community (laughs) that happens to be annoying as shit? Right. Because that's that's a big thing. It's like. I don't know. There might be some really cool guys. They're just normal dudes that get down playing Dungeons and Dragons, but I haven't fucking met any. Uh, the community is off-putting, right? Yeah. Like I like fighting games. I don't play them a whole lot. It's not my main thing, but you know I can appreciate them. But if you go and look up a video of a Super Smash Brothers tournament or convention. That's exactly what oh, you're those expecting are some them to be. Dudes, I watched a cr- the cringiest moments in Super Smash Bros. video compilation last night. I've talked with rough. people that went through those places, and literally, you can find all kinds of different posts and first and second hand accounts of people complaining of the overwhelming body odor coming from those get togethers. I can believe it. Like, that's absurd. That's like, there's no explanation for that. Like, Just leaving the convention room stanking. Yeah, that's that's uh, ugh, that's rough, man. Like, how do you get that many people that are that deficient as general human beings? You know, <laughs> like it's kind of crazy. So there's definitely, uh, you know, some games and whatnot to get written off due to their communities. You can even say Minecraft, right? Yeah. Minecraft kind of weathered that storm. But again, after a while, it really blew up with the kids. And uh, I think most people who aren't weirdos uh, take that as a sign to find something else to do right yeah, any kids listening at home adults don't like you they shouldn't <laughs> no, there's no don't. good reason to we teenagers you. you know you you should not be associating with anyone more than five years older than you unless you're an early adult and they work with you if you're eight if you're 27 and you're friends with 19 year olds you're a fucking weirdo. Oh, they have nothing to offer you, you know? Like nah, that, that guy's the plug. 
even above league wage, it's like there's no good reason for that kind of stuff, you know, but that's a whole slightly separate thing. So that's how I feel about games and communities. It's not really the hottest take now that I think about it, but it's an interesting thing. If you hate a game, then it becomes a hot take, right? Because I'm telling you that game isn't bad. That game didn't do anything wrong by existing. It's likely the people who play it that you have a problem with. Oh, yeah, you see all the Fortnite dancers and stuff. and Fork knife. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we definitely yeah that's why they named everything did. after food, right? Tomato Town and whatnot. So it was fork knife. Is that why I did that? I don't know. That's why I tell my nephew. Pisses him off. That's what counts. <laughs> yeah, so you, you kind of understand because he, he is that gamer that you're talking about, right? I can't wrap my head around it, dude. It's like, kids have access to PCs and Xboxes and Playstations and shit, but they all play dog shit mobile games on tablets. How? Why? Didn't you buy him uh, Doom? Did you not be able, were you not able to get him into playing Doom? I mean, nah, I think it was just too tough for him. But, you know, I mean, I made him a hell of a deal. I told him if he beats Doom on Nightmare, I'll buy him a PC. I will build him a computer. It's like, that is a tremendous deal. And he has not put an effort into doing it at all, I'd assume. No, no. I mean, he, sucks. he probably made it about as far as you did. <laughs> maybe even further. I, maybe. Maybe. But, you know, the too, stuff man. that the stuff that made Doom accessible and, you know, that I appreciate in the design is lost on him because games aren't designed well anymore. Like, you know, just you see this big open area, you need to go somewhere, right, to get to the next area. Well, Doom's mm-hmm. going to have green glow sticks or something like that, some sort of green light emanating from the ledge you need to jump on, something like that. But that's kind of lost on him. It's like general gamer logic, red barrels blow up, right? (laughs) But that's just not how games are necessarily made. It's not super standard. So, I mean, I get it. He's he's on the younger side as well, you know, but we'll see how it goes. So what are you feeling? What's what's got your blood boiling this morning? I think one of the one of the most controversial hot takes, I think me or you both will speak of will be cyberpunk 2077 because that game was extensively hated on launch yeah extensively uh and i have I a note yeah. what's your note cyberpunk uh was at least a 90 out of 100 and i, I mean at that. launch i i agree i do think there is some merit to what people were saying particularly with console players. I think console players had every right to be upset about the game. They paid for a full-length game. Hell, they probably went to GameStop and bought a disc, put it in their game, their Xbox, and just couldn't play it because the game was not optimized well to run on consoles. So uh, I feel bad for console players that bitch about Cyberpunk in the same way that I feel bad about bad for guys that click on the Hot Milfs in Your Area ads. <laughs> And then oh, get surprised no, when that no. doesn't follow up. No, 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 hot take. That game has been in development for years. We have known the entire time that it was the cutting edge game that it's going to have the biggest, most detailed, built out world with some of the 
best graphics that we've genuinely ever seen. But in if video a developer games. tells me this game is made for your console, we've made it for your console. You can buy it and play it on your console. They told them it we was made, made the game. for next gen. But then why would they make it and release it for PS4 and Xbox One? Because the they wanted to have the option, but it's made for next gen without a question. I, I've never in my life played a console and put a disc in it and it didn't work. Like the game just from brand new out of the box, not be able to run on my console. And I was able to go to the store and buy it for my console. Now I get it that I think the people who are bitching that have PCs about Cyberpunk are completely wrong. They just have shitty PCs and they should know what they're getting in, in, into are looking at specs and things just know like what you're saying what kind of hardware is necessary to run that kind of game with the promises that we got for the game but i, I don't know i think there's some merit to console players because i mean like the I said, game was playable was it though i mean i mean it was yeah there was definitely a downgrade in the graphical department out, but uh, giving out refunds for the game it, it was so terrible they removed it off the play store for purchase so, because people couldn't play the game, you. Yeah, I mean, it had it had its problems, but you know, no sympathy. But right, I was in. We were in that position, me specifically, because I know that we've touched on it before. You bought an Xbox because I had an Xbox, yeah. but I had just recently gotten an Xbox, and I bought it specifically for the new Call of Duty. I knew that to get the most out of this game that I'm looking forward to. I need to get the newer hardware. So I did that and had a great time. It's that simple. Cyberpunk 2077 is a great game. I could turn the graphics down to dog shit, and I would still think that it's one of the best open-world RPGs, for lack of a better term, that exists. Well, Top let five. it be known, console boys and girls out there, I agree with you. If you played Cyberpunk 2077, you had a hard time, you hated the game. I think you have merit, and I agree with you. Now, PC You have some players, merit, but it's not enough. If it was perfect at launch on those consoles as well, then I would say Cyberpunk 2077 is 100 out of 100. Yes. Now, PC players, I don't think, get to bitch about the game. I think the PC players who did bitch about the game did not have good enough PCs to run it. They had crashes. I, there was a few few glitches I ran into when we played it, but for besides that, a couple glitches here and there, which to me are acceptable. Um, I had pretty much no issues playing the game start to finish. I don't think you did either yourself, right? You played no, I 100%ed that game and enjoyed every minute of it. I never like one doing side quests. It's not my thing. That whole genre is lost on me for the most part. But I 100%ed Cyberpunk and enjoyed it thoroughly. The story yeah. was great. The soundtrack is a slap, you know? Oh, yeah. Things were fun to do. Way I better than it. GTA Five, but I think we'll get into that a little bit later. God, but, that game's dog shit. <laughs> we'll get into that a little later. But um, now, I think where we might not have a good opinion on this is the people who had been waiting and looking forward to this game since, what, when did they announce this originally? twenty Like 2014 or 2014. something. 2014. Yeah, so the people who have been waiting for the game since then, they might have a little bit more say-so in why they... Uh, are disappointed on the release, but you know, me and you, we looked, we what waited a couple months. We really we found out about the game and got excited. Well, the about hype it was retarded. The hype was stupid high, and I told you, I was like, 
honestly, I don't think I'm going to really love this. I'm going to check it out. You know, I was not looking forward to the game. I was hyped for it myself. I was much more calm about it because to me, it looked like a cooler, more interesting Grand Theft Auto 5. And I've never played through Grand Theft Auto 5 story mode. I, I have plenty of time in it. Hell, I don't know that I've ever finished a Grand Theft Auto game except for maybe Vice City. I mean, I've played them all, but I just yeah. get bored doing that stuff. It's yeah, not it's engaging. To me. Yeah. And through playing it, I have nothing but good things to say about Cyberpunk. You know, the game was awesome. It was. And don't forget to mention that I got to have sex with a bitch in the uh, front seat of a tank. Dude, that's cool <laughs> as fuck. Yeah, dude, I failed the uh God, what's alert. her name? I Pan, failed her Pan romance. Am? Am? Yeah, I failed the Pan Am romance. Oh, we succeeded. I was tank. sitting back with her at the trailer and I grabbed her by the pussy and she was like, I'm going to bed. And I was like, Well, <laughs> I shoot I shooted my shot, coach. My man I don't know what my to man do. Quick save before that fucking dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> I really should have. I shooted hey, my you shot. Were playing a female character instead of a male. They don't you have to be a certain gender to have certain relationships in the game? Is that how? That I don't works? know. That sounds pretty sexist. I read in an article that um, your dick size that you picked could uh, hinder your relationship status in the game. Huh. That's might an interesting true, might mechanic. not be true or not, but I'm pretty sure there was some something. All, that yeah, honestly, effect. customizable genitals, ten out of ten. That's all that needs to be said <laughs> yeah. about cyberpunk. Apparently, and this is a bug that I didn't uh, experience. If you pick the largest male genital genital option they had, it would glitch out and bug through all your pant clothing options and your dick would just be hanging out no matter what you were wearing. Incredible. <laughs> I, I guess I didn't take the biggest. I don't remember. I guess we went realistic and went with the smallest. So I can't recall. <laughs> Hell yeah, three inches of hot steel. That's a, that's an exaggeration on the uh, upside. Anyway, uh, GTA Five. Yeah, let's get into that a little bit since we're kind of segueing into comparing the two games. I know you absolutely hate GTA Five. I think I really do. Over, we're gonna have some overlapping reasons. Well, let me hear it. The UI mostly is dog shit. The load times and whatnot are horrendous. God, the load times. The design behind how the game works is inconceivable to me. Why the fuck do you have to go into story mode to load into multiplayer with two separate 10 minute long loading screens? (laughs) And then if you want to just do something, you say, okay, I'm here. My friends are here. Let's do a race. No, fuck it. Let's play golf. What are your options? Get everyone to meet at the fucking golf course across the map <laughs> or to go into the shit and sh- fucking shuffle through 13 different pages of settings and options to try to find that specific game mode and create a lobby, send out the invites. Don't forget everyone still has a fucking 10-minute loading screen to accept the invites, you know? It goes on and on. Like, I really enjoyed a lot of Grand Theft Auto V multiplayer, don't get me wrong. But man, going back to it in more recent years, it shines with flaws. And they're almost all around optimization. I heard that they've fixed some of that stuff. I haven't played the game more recently. I don't know who the fuck is playing that game. They should have fixed it, dude. They've released it seven times. When did that game come out? Oh, man, dude. I was playing that in high school. That game genuinely came out in, like, 2012. Oh, man. 
10. So it's going on 10 years without GTA 6. Now talk about a hype that can that can definitely disappoint some players. Imagine GTA 6 being bad. Yeah, I hopefully they do they give it like the GTA 5 treatment but in a more interesting setting. I hate LA in real life and I hate LA in video games. Quit sending me there. So if we can get back to, you know, like the Vice City shit, which is one of the best Grand Theft Auto games in my opinion, then I think that would be, you know, an improvement. Honestly, hot take right here. No one's going to agree with this. I would say, man, the list of games that are knockoffs of GTA 5 that I enjoyed more is pretty Saints long. Row? Saints Row? So Anybody? I I didn't really play Saints Row. Can't speak to it. I remember thinking Mafia. it was the coolest thing in the world that I could get high and drunk in the game. <laughs> piss. Um, take a piss. Exactly. Uh, but Scarface on the PS2? I liked more than San Andreas, to be honest with you. Scarface was basically a clone, right? 50 Cent had a better game than Grand Theft Auto, in my opinion. 50 Cent had a game? What was that? Yes, dude. Blood in the Sand. 50 Cent had his own video game. I didn't even know that. It's incredible. And, you know, I'm sure there's a certain amount of aging. Like, I'm sure if I went back and played it and looked at it, I'd be like, these graphics suck. This gameplay is kind of stale. But regardless, the one thing that Scarface and a 50 cent game had that Grand Theft Auto was kind of devoid of is a storyline that I buy into, right? Because I love the Scarface movie. I know who 50 cent is, right? I can't wait to get shot nine times. This is going to be sick, (laughs) you know? And even though I'm sure lots of people would argue that Grand Theft Auto has good world building and storylines, I can't name anybody that isn't associated with a meme right like yep Trevor you have you have your people but they're memes it's not because you remember them because they were so profound in the game you know they just said dumb shit speaking of open world games hot take you're not gonna like it but you already know it because we've touched on it before What's that? open world games are mostly dog shit Oh no! Don't say Mostly that. Mostly dog don't shit. Don't say that. I disagree with you entirely. I love open world games. I will say I, hard, I rarely finish them because there's so much to do and they get too distracting. But I love them when I do play them. I can list. I, I think more good open world games than you can list bad ones. I think. I don't think so, and I think the design is redundant. I think the only reason that we started doing that was because we had the ability to. Right. Which as we've like when we look at the console tier list, there's lots of improvements in capabilities going across it. Right. Mm -hmm. But a blank canvas is also not the best place to do something meaningful. Right. Like there are multiple if it's an original quote from someone, I don't know where it came from, but it rings very true that limitations. Right. Promote creativity. Right. Having those boundaries where you only have a finite amount of material or things you can do, right, really kicks your creativity into yeah, overdrive with what you do box. with it. Exactly. So when we're talking about games, mm-hmm. they're running on consoles that have gigabytes of available RAM and, you know, that kind of stuff. And we can just make something gigantic, right? It's like, okay, but in between those 
towns or buildings or where, whatever you're interacting with, what is there? All right. What about the miles Legend of, of Zelda dirt game road that you're playing right now on Switch? Open world. You don't like it? Uh, I would not say that. Right. Breath of the Wild is very good. Right. But Breath of the Wild is also a cut above. You know, that's that's not your what general makes that open, open world, world different game. than something. What, what do you think is a bad open world game? And what makes that game different? Um, well, let's off? let's just start listing open world games. I would say the Assassin's Creed games suffer from that. Horizon Zero Dawn suffers from that. God, I, like I can't even imagine games. playing Death Stranding. Right. Uh, yeah, I couldn't do that. Walking it's simulator. Like, it's like it's the concept. It's like if if it's such an enriching experience to be able to do this, why do those games have to have a fast travel mechanic? Right? If we appreciate and enjoy having all of this beautiful stuff, why do all of those games have a but, fast travel mechanic? So, so that you don't deal with any of it. You've walked through those areas multiple times. I was like, all right, I've seen it all. Now I don't have to see it again. I can just fast travel. You know why you've seen it all? Because there's nothing to fucking see. We have so, a little bit of grass texture, some rocks, maybe a couple pieces of wildlife that you can kill and eat or something. But there's nothing happening. And Breath, Breath of the of Wild, Wild does better. not have that. How? It just doesn't have those things? There's a lot to look at? Yeah, yeah. So first off, when we talk about... The one thing that blew my mind about Breath of the Wild, and everyone knew this except for me, right? I was last to know about this because I'm dumb. I didn't have a switch for a long time. The thing that made Ocarina of Time special, right, was while it wasn't a true open world, right, the things that, like, when you spawn in and you're at the main town, right, in the background, you see a few things. You see Ganon's castle, or Hyrule Castle, that's inhabited by Ganon, but he doesn't mm-hmm. own it. You see Death Mountain way across Hyrule Field, right? You see all of these different big landmarks in the sky. And you can't run directly to them. Zelda Ocarina of Time has loading screens and stuff because of the limitations. But through playing the game, you go to all of those places. Anything you see is explored, right? And that was really cool. And you have a similar thing going in Breath of the Wild, where... Literally any surface in the game, you can climb, right? You can use your hang glider to fly wherever you want to go. You can surf on your shield. You have an exceptional amount of built-up towns. You have stables in those towns. You have unique characters. Some of them are just funny little weird NPCs that have charming experiences, like the old lady talking about her cat or whatever it happens to be, right? You're interested in talking with people, even though you're not going to get anything from it, right? I see, I see what you're saying, but is this the only exception to the rule? Because you're pretty much saying all open world games are bad. Uh, no, I'm saying that that's something that, you know, where it's kind of been trendy, and that's something that people talk about like it's meaningful. The Witcher but I would take a... These games, not, not hitting it for you? Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. Skyrim would probably be improved in my opinion, if it wasn't so open, right? Mm. A lot of people may not appreciate linear games. I don't mind a linear game, right? I want it to be fun and engaging and to feel like it's moving forward and rewarding me for my time and effort, right? But I, to me, there's, there's nothing wrong with going in a straight path, right? That's why I said I don't even really care for side quests most of the time. I and like- some games do it better than others. 
right? I like open world. I like exploring. And I know I think you'll probably hit on this a little bit later too. I like pretty graphics. I know you don't like pretty graphics, but it's not that I don't like them. What I have written down is that they're an expensive and redundant crutch, right? Because that, do you have any idea how much more elongated the game cycle has gotten nowadays compared to back in the day? And for context, Back in the day, we made downright classics. You can thank Nintendo. All of those IPs that are still alive and thriving to this day, get that done six months to a year and a half. Now we take five or more years at a time to make these dog shit games because we want them to have beautiful graphics because that has to be the selling point. But look at these graphics. I mean, there are games that that is the case, but there's many, I think there's more games where that's not the case, where it's a a good game, a fun game, a game with engaging storylines, engaging gameplay, and they look good. I think that even back to what you're saying about open world, those, those things can exist. They can be bad for being open world. That can lead to, to negative things, but I also think there's more that that's not the case with it's not that open worlds necessarily take away right it's not subtractive but it definitely gives you some dead air right like it dilutes it it may it takes longer to go places and do things right there's less to engage with in between these small areas like realistically whether we're talking about even breath of the wild skyrim no matter what it is All of those games follow a similar format where you have however many big cities or relevant areas, right? You have a couple small things. And realistically, you have about 80% open space. That's just grass, rocks, trees, right? And I will say that it's not even that that exists, right? It's just that we're not doing anything with it. If, if If it's not purposeful, then it's not worth doing because it's only going to dilute it. I want my games to be 200 proof. I want them to be so high, super potent, right? Mm. I mean, I get so. what you're saying, but I, I think, I don't know, I, I can't agree 100% with that. I, I really like open world games. I, like I, games I, that look I think it dilutes, you know? It doesn't mean it makes the game bad. It means that I think the game would be better if it was, like I said, you take Skyrim, you shrink that map 30%. I think you have a more engaging game, right? I can maybe if Skyrim was a little bit, huge. maybe if it was a little bit more put together and it wasn't a fucking walking simulator, you would have actually played through the game, right? Because it can keep your interest. We did enjoy what we did play, but but how far did you make it, dude? I didn't make it past the first level. All right. Well, that's <laughs> that's kind of what I'm getting at, you know, these open worlds. Uh... But that's because we touched on it earlier. I couldn't find the damn saloon or wherever the hell I had to find. The end. <laughs> I couldn't find the end, man. <laughs> yeah, so it's not, you know, I'm not painting with too broad of a brush. It's not speaking in absolutes where every single world that's not a linear. Well, yeah, hell, we just talked about Cyberpunk 2077 being a 90 out of 100 in your book, and that is an open world game. And the reason I give it that is because there's so much that you can interact with. It's not open space for no purpose, right? Like walking down the street, you can buy hookers whenever you want. There's, (laughs) There's all kinds of stuff going on everywhere. And it's 
interesting, right? I think games have lost the charm aspect, you know, and I'm a big fan of the charm. I would like to see some more of that, but uh, there's still interesting things to do. And uh, yeah, the graphics, again, it's not that good graphics makes a game bad. It's that if the graphics are going to triple the amount of time and resources you need to make this game exist, I don't think it's worth it. Right? Like, I'm not saying make it look like dog shit. Although I will say I appreciate stylized games that almost look like dog shit. Some of those... Is that what you're talking about? (laughs) No, it's like there's, there's a lot of indie games, especially horror games, that really go for this old PlayStation 1 aesthetic. And it works. Like, it's off-putting to play those fucking games. Like, those little low poly monsters coming after you are so much worse than anything you're going to come across in Resident Evil or another modern AAA horror game, right? Because it gets your imagination going. You're kind of filling in the blanks between what you see, and it makes it that much worse, in a sense. And by worse, I mean better, because, you know, horror games being afraid of things, you know. And a great example of that is uh, the Dread Collection. I think that's the name of it. It's I'm not familiar. Yeah, so the DreadX collection, they've made several of them, right? The one I have and I have a personal affinity for is The Hunt, right? And that's the one made by, I believe, David Szymanski, same guy that did Dusk and lots of those other games. Yeah, lots of those, right? And this game, I'm telling you, man, oh, I will buy it for you right now. It does everything I want. I don't know how you feel about them personally. I like anthology movies, right? So like Snoop Dogg's Hood of Horrors or whatever, Tales from the Crypt type stuff, where say it's a full-length movie, but you're really getting three or four different short stories. Yeah, yeah. That's how this game works, right? And the design and the choices are so deliberate, and I appreciate it so fucking much i cannot stress this enough there is a first person shooter where you're actually sympathizing with spirits right ghosts Mm -hmm. and instead of a weapon you have a camera and that's all you can do is you use your flash of the camera to get the ghosts off of you and literally what you do is you end up experiencing the lives and how they died right so it's a first person shooter horror game but completely going in the opposite direction. And it's it only takes you 15 or 20 minutes to play through. And it's a super fun little quick thing. There's a fake old hunting game, Nintendo 64 style, mm-hmm. where you're just some crazy redneck. And, you know, the all kinds of wild shit's going on. Man, there, there are so many different things. And it's like six different little games, and this is all happening inside of one coherent plot. It's... And the it's point a whole thing is that this these games are great without having to be have without having to have really good graphics. Yeah, yeah. And you know, some of them do have good graphics. But my point is the innovation is such a breath of fresh air doing something different, right? And because they're not up their own asses trying to make these games look like it's cyberpunk, right? Mm-hmm the development cycle is exponentially shorter. By having these linear, uh, you know, closed-in worlds and maps, 
they can churn out six or seven small games in a couple of months, right? Which gives us more things to do. Without all of that money invested, we can get more liberty with it. You know what we all agree on and hate about games? Is everything being focus grouped to death, right? Like when we talked about with Call of Duty and everyone having black, gay, transgendered soldiers in World War I, like that ever fucking happened, right? That's what happens when your investment is so large that you have to make your money back or it's the end of world. So I would much rather see games with less graphical intensity and more innovation and creativity, right? Show me some weird shit, right? Let Like, let's see what happens. Those are the games I get excited about and I really appreciate. Just good design and doing something that I haven't seen done a billion fucking times. Because if you are going to do the same thing that's been done a billion fucking times, you're obligated to do it better Better. than anyone else to get any kind of positive feedback, right? So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe all the Dread X games are good, but definitely The Hunt. Uh, Highly recommend. Definitely worth playing. You could probably play through the whole thing in an afternoon, each of the games 100%. And they all have vastly different things going on. I highly appreciate that kind of stuff. It sounds like definitely a unique concept that I haven't tried before, so... I might have to play that. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a really good time, you know, and that's a great example of lower quality graphics making things scarier. Like in the hunting one, there are turkeys coming at you, and they just turn into like flappy waves of flesh. <laughs> and it's it's extra off-putting, exactly like it sounds. Like just out of nowhere, random gore texture flying at you full speed. Terrifying. <laughs> like if if it was super high res, I would be like, all right, this weird fucking turkey monster thing. But since it's not, I'm like, oh, my God, what the fuck is that? It looks wet. I don't want it. <laughs> Switching gears a little bit. We're talking kind of about the hot takes. This is kind of a weird one. That's not a hot take. That I don't think a lot of people relate with, but it's just kind of funny. I know you'll remember this was me and your brother, Eric, fist fighting over the best gun in Destiny 2. Do you remember that? <laughs> Yeah, what was it? The Midas multi-tool? The Mida multi-tool. I can't that was the, the right answer. Gun. That is the best gun. It was. I don't know if it is now, but it, when we were playing, it definitely was the best gun to play PvP. And uh, yeah, I kept telling him that because he wouldn't use it. I'm like, hey man, use the Midas multi-tool because it's the best gun. He's like, say that again. We're going to be fighting. So I said it again. And next thing you know, when he comes down to see us, we're outside the Six backyard. Six months later. <laughs> we're in the backyard throwing hands. I end up having to go to work slightly concussed because we got in a fist fight in the backyard. Yeah, yeah. Now, now I don't seem so irrational when we touch back on that story of fighting over the front seat in the Cracker Barrel parking lot. <laughs> yeah, my man fought me six months later after I made a comment that the Mida multi-tool was the best gun in Destiny for PvP. You know, speaking of Eric and uh, and opinions on games... Hot take. Dividing the fan base lots of ways. If you ask me, you do not have a valid opinion on a game unless you've either played 80% or more of the content, right? Single player games, right? You've played through the entire game, done a good amount of whatever else is there to be explored. Mm -hmm. Or have gotten to a decently high rank 
in a multiplayer or competitive game, right? Like your counter strikes, overwatches, yeah. things of that nature. If you if you're not if you don't have some amount of credential to prove that y- you understand the way the game works and you can play it the way it's intended and do that well and yeah like you said competent your opinion is completely worthless i don't buy into that that whole sucks (laughs) yeah i don't buy into that whole oh well i I play casually for one hour a day and i you know it yeah i don't like it so it's bad you know it's like you're full of shit i can tell i can tell you all kinds of Every game you've ever heard me bitch about, it's not like I've never played it. I've played it all the way through, right? And that's just how I feel about it. But yeah, Doom's a perfect example. How does this relate back to Eric? Does Eric talk shit about a game he doesn't play or sucks at? Well, no, Eric just sucks at games. A lot of the times. He does. You know, not all of them. Like, if Eric has an opinion on Tarkov, I'll give that to him. He's... He's definitely played the content. He's a few wipes deep, you know. Has an opinion on Overwatch? Your dog shit doesn't count, <laughs> right? Yeah. I I just don't buy into the you know everyone's valid. Everyone has an opinion, and you know it's like because a lot of a lot of things. Mm, I don't know. You see what I mean, though. Well, we it's live like, in a time frame where everyone thinks their their opinion matters and they deserve to have a voice and. Sometimes you don't need to have a voice. You need to just shut up. Yeah, if you are not good at the game, or if you don't have the ability or the will to improve at the game, then it's like, it's a whole different thing, you know, man? Once upon a time, it was just someone's vision for creating something, right? Same way you write a book. And then a bunch of people get involved to bring that to life, and, you know, you work out what's practical, and you do what you can with it. So then for someone to just pick it up and touch it for, you know, 10 minutes and say, oh, this sucks. Or, you know, to play for 30 minutes or whatever and go off on a tangent on YouTube talking about, you know, how it's bad. It it just rubs me the wrong way, man. I I, I don't talk shit about games that I haven't thoroughly experienced. And I think that should be the standard, you know. And not only that, I mean... You're getting a lot of games pushed out by these creators that are just in early access slash beta access forever. It's Dude, that's even my problem it. with Cyberpunk. It's the fucking hypocrisy. They release a game that does work, but it has some bugs on older hardware. Everyone loses their fucking mind. You charge people for a game that isn't going to be finished for three fucking years... Nobody says anything. That's Nobody has a problem. Is Fortnite even in 1.0 yet? Or is it still Fortnite beta access? I don't know. Hell, imagine, I would being, the per- imagine being the person who bought Fortnite on disc. They sold that. A free game. But you had to pay for the disc if you wanted it. It makes no sense. That's, that's something unrelated. Did they really do that? Yeah, dude. They sold a fucking Fortnite disc. That's a incredible. Disc copy of it. Imagine buying that shit for your kid. I hope it was at night. least cheap, you know, like discounted. I don't know. Maybe I think you got a skin or something with it, but yeah. Yeah, maybe uh, they gave you, maybe they gave you like a forty dollar Fortnite card with it. <laughs> maybe, maybe, but yeah. They sold a disc, a disc for nineteen dollar yeah. Fortnite card. Who wants it? A lot of games in early access forever. I mean, I love Tarkov for that game. Is in what beta still? And it's been out for how long? Yeah, but they're. Their scope of what they're trying to do is so fucking 
massive, dude. But we've played the game enough to to think. I mean, it feels like a fully released game. Just release it. There's a lot, but you know, in the context of all the maps they plan on adding and then all of the other shit that we can't even wrap our heads around, really. Like the concept of having a home world where you and your buddies meet up to go out and fucking radio communications, all kinds of stuff like that. It's like they definitely have a full game already, but for where it's going, it's going to be a gigantic game, right? And I'm here Mm -hmm. for it. I like Tarkov. I like how they don't compromise the direction of the game due to the community. Because I hate the Tarkov community. They suck at the game and they bitch about everything. I do I do both of those things. I feel like you're calling me out. <laughs> I'm just saying the Tarkov community is kind of dog shit, you know? It's like, hmm, he killed me. He had better aim, better positioning, better movement, and I bought stupid fucking bullets that don't pierce level one armor, and I'm upset about it. This game sucks. That's what you sound like to me. <laughs> Get fucking better. Ask Eric about that time. I told him he sucked at Tarkov. We stumbled into my house three in the morning, drunk as shit. And I sat down and got five kills in factory with a stock MP5 fresh wipe. And I was like, yeah, that's how you just be better. That's all it is. You're telling just me he be didn't better. fight you over that comment? <laughs> no, man. He just watched me drop five in factory. He knows there's levels to this shit. To have him on the podcast cast at some point. Oh, yeah, for sure. There's all kinds of people and whatnot. I'd love to get interviews with people, you know. But, personally, I feel like I have an obligation to, uh, you know, or we have an obligation to build it, right? Yeah. To be consistent. For our few listeners that are already with us, consistency is king. If you're already invested in this and you've been checking us out, you've been having a good time, we love and appreciate you. And I'm going to pay back your loyalty and your time by continuing to do this and continuing to improve and develop and hopefully get to even more interesting things that provide value to your life in the form of entertainment. It's not a one and done thing. And I think that's, that's easy to say, but hard to do. But we're already doing it. And I have no plans on stopping. So, unless let's go to prison or something, you know, there is a little bit of cheese pizza. Never mind. <laughs> Editor, cut that. Bad joke. Bad joke. Editor, cut that. Cut that. Oh, man. Oh. So, as far as taking them hot, man, I should have prepared for this a little bit better. I, th- these takes aren't hot enough. We're going to have to get the blazing takes on the next one. I enjoyed the conversation. I think we touched on some cool stuff and had good back and forth about it. But to be honest, the, I'm, I'm the definitely takes, a casual guy. I'm not a hater, so I'm, I'm not. A the hater. takes can be much hotter. We can definitely get them hotter. I can throw some hot stuff out here right now, but we might get banned. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm not a hater. I just, you know, I, I like. I, I'm interested in the interworkings of games and the evolution of them. Man, That's why I'm fucking here. it's not even that because it doesn't have to meet my standards but i'm going to take notice of it and then it's cool to be able to talk about those different things Mm -hmm. you know like you said before you know i like dusk dusk is a great game a medieval perfect Mm -hmm. game like the example of game design and the black labyrinth is coming out soon so if you want to play some medieval 
I'll buy that for you. A medieval's great. And it's it's something that you'd probably sit down to play when you're not feeling like playing anything, you know? Like, you want to do something, you want to play a game, but you don't really feel like committing to something as uh, gut-wrenching and frustrating as Overwatch or something oh, as grindy game, as Rust, you know? Because those are great games, but... A medieval, that's something you can get into and you can say, all right, Andrew Herschultz, the god of soundtracks, put some banging music in my ears. I'm going to pick up all these super sick weapons that just feel fun. Like, I cannot stress enough how all of, for me, a lot of the big open worlds and the graphics and a bunch of the technical demonstrations that we do with different things in games are replacing fun. I don't want to experience a fucking movie of cutscenes when I play video games. I want to drive the ship and do crazy, ridiculous shit. I want heads to go crunch. I want there to be fucking all kinds of shit flying everywhere. I want to be on the edge of my seat, completely engaged, and just having fun playing the game. Yeah, I've been finding that to be hard lately, man. Having fun in games has been difficult. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you let me know if you're, if you're willing to take a walk on the wild side. I'd be more than happy to uh, make some solid recommendations of things that are just fucking fun. Right? Sounds kind of gay, but yeah, I might be willing to do something like that. <laughs> I mean, it's only gay if you come. Challenge accepted. <laughs> Hot take. This is the greatest gaming podcast on the internet. <laughs> Facts. I mean... I don't know anyone that can disagree with that, though. So is it really a hot take if no one can disagree? I mean, the motherfuckers running those other podcasts probably do. Yeah. I think we can just do like a cage match with those guys and see who comes What, you think top. you're better than me because you got a sponsorship from the real Raid Shadow Legends? Please give us money. <laughs> Buy me money. What's the one about shaving your balls? What's those guys? Manscape. Shout out to those guys too. Manscape. My yeah, balls are hairy. Yeah. They need to be trimmed. Send me a kit. <laughs> uh, shout out to Planned Parenthood. I can shoot the club up without fear of consequences in, <laughs> in 2022. <laughs> <laughs> Better cut that. Cut that. <coughs> too hot. Damn. Too hot. That's pretty hot. Ta- That's pretty hot. Taken too hot. Too hot. Well, I will say, as a bonus point, hot take, um, I am a computer guy. I am a PC guy. I build computers. I love hardware. I love software. I love tinkering. And I still love Apple products. Apple what? is similar to Nintendo. As someone who deals with Apple products on a daily basis, I hate Apple products. Absolutely I mean, hate them. some things are a little bit backwards, right? But they appeal to different people for different reasons. And I think they have their place. I think some things are better on Windows. I, I mean, personally, I, at this point, I hate Android phones. I love my Android and love my Windows. Fuck Apple all the way through. They make, I will say, they make a very quality feeling product. Like physically, their products are quality. Their laptop computers and desktops from 10 years ago feel like they can't, could have came out last year or this year. They look modern. They're pretty timeless with their style, um, at least on their computers and laptops and such. But I yeah. feel like it works out of the box the way you want it to, and that's why the iPhone is so successful. 
right? Because there's, it's pretty straightforward what you need to do and how you need to do it. And, and I, we, I would enough. definitely agree that Apple is watered down, right? Much like Call of Duty and a lot of other things. They don't need an annual release of the phones. I would say if you get, uh, if you skip three generations every time you buy an Apple product, then you are getting meaningful innovation in the space. But their quality and consistency, right? Like I could make an app right now of shooting dicks into assholes like asteroids. And Google Play would accept it the exact same day. Google, please don't <laughs> remove our podcast. The, the Apple Store would not. In getting this podcast listed, I had to wait and go through a process with Apple. Google, it was free real estate. And to be honest, here's the real here's the real closer, right? Anyone who bitches about all this stuff, for the most part, all I have to say to you is what operating system do you use? Because all of this shit comes from Linux anyway. Everyone talks about Apple versus Windows, and it doesn't even make fucking sense. Because all of these tablets, phones, search engines, 90% of everything we use is created off of a Linux kernel. Yeah. Like, and that's just the reality of the situation. Well, people will argue with you and they'll say, Apple, they get hacked less. And that's because statistically, the amount of iOS software out there in use versus the amount of Windows computers out there in use. Much more people using Windows. So statistically, they're going to be hacked more. I mean, on computers, but there's also, you know, definitely... I don't know if it's classist or location or what, but like personally, I don't know for sure that there is anyone else in the company that I work for that has a PC because you get to choose Mac or PC. I'm the only person that chose PC. And you thought about choosing a Mac, didn't you? Yeah, just because it's the sheer the sheer value. It's like, do you want a seven hundred dollar PC? With like a Ryzen 7, you know, good processor and everything, don't get me wrong. Or do you want a $2,500 MacBook Pro? But they perform the same, if not the PC performing better, right? Uh, I don't honestly know. You know, I haven't benchmarked them side by side. My thing was that I know Windows, like intimately. I know Windows very well. No matter what I need to do, I need to do it. I got intimidated by a Mac from the get-go. As soon as I realized there's no right click, I was like, no, 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 no. This is not going to fucking work. Let's not even get into how they make their hardware in such a way where you can't make do your own repairs. I mean, you can repair anything you want yourself and everything, everything moves in that direction. You can't break down a fucking Samsung Galaxy anymore. No, you can't. That's how everything is, because that's. And this is shout out to the king, Terry Davis. That's a real hot take. Hot take. I love and support Terry Davis. Uh, (laughs) If you don't know exactly who that is off the top of your head, look into it. Nice young man had some problems with the glow in the dark CIA agents before he died. But uh, (laughs) he I love one of his quotes, and it's a great way to close out. And it was that idiots are impressed by complexity. Geniuses admire simplicity, right? And deep, deep. I mean, I agree with him. And, you know, his thing was that the way that 
the tech space and the marketing and everything is moved is that they want it to be less and less friendly for you to tinker with and for you to learn on and to understand and to be able to repair and improve and innovate down the road, you know? And the whole emphasis on things getting smaller and more portable and more cross-functional really just feeds directly into that. Because, you know, a lot of people, they don't want a desktop whatsoever. To them, if you say a computer, they uh, default to a laptop. Personally, I don't want my workstation, my at-home PC, to be portable and light and convenient. I don't give a shit about any of that. I have portable, light, convenient devices for that exact purpose, like traveling, right? When we're talking about my main staple, my command center, I want the biggest, heaviest, most efficient, powerful machine I can possibly have, right? Because I, that's the time and place for it when it's going to be sitting in the office. And what you really care about is reliability and performance, mm-hmm. right? But that's not really the way we see it. Everything is expected to get smaller, more portable, more convenient, more seamless, and more powerful at the same time. And in a sense, it can But I just think that the market and the consumers would have a lot more options if we kind of had those things going on different paths. And it all bottlenecks, or doesn't bottleneck, it all feeds back into the idea of making things harder to learn on and understand and repair yourself. Which we see in cars, tech, you know, hell, I'm sure that it's harder to work on a refrigerator than it used to be. People used to fix their TVs. Yeah. You, you know, that, that was a thing. There used to be shops to do that. They, they don't even do it anymore. There's not even shops around anymore to fit for repair TVs. You just throw them away and buy a new one. Yeah, and it's it's interesting because I remember one of the... Because, you know, for those that don't know, I'm a bit of a keyboard nerd, right? That's how oh, deep yeah, into computers I am. I'm meticulous about the keyboards. But you also want to design your own fucking mouse. Don't sell yourself short there, bud. Yeah, no, I mean, I take an interest in all of this shit, right? You know, no shame in my game about it. We all have hobbies. I I like computer stuff. I'm interested in it, you know? If it can be made, there's no reason I can't make it. If you don't believe in yourself to that degree, you should, and that's your problem. Don't don't get upset with me, you know? I I don't have the wallet for that kind of thing. Well, my point is that one of the coolest and most sought after keyboards from the happy hacking keyboard um it has double a batteries that's what it takes as a big bump on the back to put double a batteries in right we used to see stuff that took double a batteries electronics all the time right and then it became a sign of status and quality to have an internal battery so things could be smaller and thinner. Is this, right? is this your long excuse to tell me why the Xbox One controller is better than a PS4 controller because it takes AA batteries? No, no, it's really not. I don't even know that I agree with it in that context. But my point is, when something has a truly internal battery, right? Like an iPhone. When the battery is shot, the device is shot. And for those of you that aren't aware, batteries are finite. Batteries will not go continuously. They take wear and tear depending on temperatures, use, charging specifically. 
If anyone out there has a fucking laptop that dies in 10 minutes, it's probably because you've had it plugged into the charger for the past 14 months consecutive. Or you've never had a car for more than five years. Yeah, that kills your batteries, right? So when that battery, that internal battery dies, now your product is completely and totally fucked up. So we could take something like that wireless keyboard that does not have any internal batteries you know it takes double a's and while back in the day we would say that's lower quality i would argue that that's a better investment nowadays right because short of it getting run over let's assume that i take decent care of it right there's no internal battery so what can go wrong it's mechanical switches yeah you can replace those and they're mechanical right so what can go wrong all i have to do is take those batteries out and i can leave that thing sitting somewhere for the next 35 fucking years and give it to my grandson if i want to you do like me like i did last night and spill your beer in it exactly you pop some double a's in that bad boy good to go if that was an internal battery it definitely would have died by then doesn't matter if it's lithium ion or nickel chromium or what the hell ever else they make batteries out of right like they're finite so i kind of appreciate the idea of rechargeable but external or separate batteries you know and i i would love to see that make a bigger comeback i I mean imagine a phone where you can genuinely replace your entire battery like conveniently that if the phone is solid you could use it indefinitely right because that's one of the first things that pisses me off about having a phone and one of the first things i appreciate in a new phone Every time you get a new phone, you're like, man, I don't ever have to charge this motherfucker. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I think the flip side of that coin is the technology and batteries is getting better so that it doesn't happen as often. I haven't had a modern cell phone where the battery has gone bad. And it, they last a long time. They last, I can, I can leave my phone on all day. But I definitely get what you're saying, especially on the keyboard thing. We have a battery-powered keyboard at work, wireless battery-powered keyboard. And it's great. Yeah, I think that uh that wraps us up. That's our time on hot takes plus some bonus content about uh batteries. Because that's what the people were asking for. They're asking you know? about the batteries. They're asking about the batteries. Well, that's what the fuck you get, right? To quote the man Kanye West, you don't always get what you want, but you get what you need. That's what you needed. You got learnt today. <laughs> G G W G G What is it? It's, what do we call? <laughs> what do we call? Better cut that. Go, what do you? What do you what? mean? Was it called, dude? You're a fucking galacious. gamer. It's galacious gamer. G-G-W. It's garrulous, dude. Oh, not galacious. Good. We're not fucking icebergs. <laughs> I said it again. Fuck it. What is garrulous? Bro, just say garrulous the outro. G G W P. God damn it. Who's gonna stop me now? Who's gonna tear me down?